0: This is Chris Talk Movies. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Ferry, and of course, this is
1: my co-host. My name is Chris Huddleston.
0: And today, we are both some, somewhat excited to be talking to you about a brand new movie. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Not to tip our hand. We will
1: see. about uh, a brand new movie that you can watch on Disney or in the theater. The latest- I don't think you can watch it in the theater still, can you? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but it's on Disney Plus, if you've got Disney Plus. you got Disney Plus. Or can- you can rent it or... I don't know, illegally download it, <laughs> whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying you podcast
0: first, uh, or don't, you know what? You're the boss of your own life. So you got to do what you got to do. We're going to talk about it. And we should say just before I get, I know I'm supposed to be announcing the film. We are going to spoil this. It's a brand new movie. Um, so, But we're going to spoil it, so if you don't want to hear us talk about it and the ending and everything else, then, then don't listen to it yet. And come back after you've seen it, if you see it. But today, we are both very excited to be talking to you about the brand-new episode of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Doctor Strange, and the multiverse of madness.
1: Every night... I dreamed the same dream, then Uh, uh,
0: uh, uh. the nightmare begins.
1: I did what I had to do, to protect our world. You cannot control everything, Strange. You opened the doorway between universes and we don't know who or what will walk through it. Wanda. What do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. I'm sorry, Stephen. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. We should tell him the truth. the rules. Look out! You become a hero. I do it. I become the enemy. It <laughs> doesn't seem fair.
0: do you have a synopsis for us mr Utter? i
1: have and i somehow i managed to lose my video here here so i can't uh i can't see can't, you anymore you and can't see me here we go i got you now i can hear you uh it was just disconcerting because i could no longer see you okay so it's directed by sam Raimi, and it stars benedict cumberbatch elizabeth olsen rachel mcadams some other people so and... right there it should be good Exactly. Right? Sam Raimi, got a great cast, great director, right? Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that. And Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the MCU unlocks the multiverse and pushes its boundaries further than ever before. Journey into the unknown with Doctor Strange, who, with the help of mystical allies, both old and new, traverses the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. Okay. Right, so not that, what it, not so that you,
0: mysterious an adversary if you've watched the trailer. But uh, so, did
1: you watch this in the theater? or Did you watch it on Disney Plus or did you rent it? I watched it on Disney. Okay, I did too. So go I, ahead. I do. I have a pretty
0: good thought. sized HD screen with a good sound system, so I feel like it did have a cinematic experience. Although I admit it wasn't IMAX. Okay. So so I I don't know if you can hear that's loud in my ears, but I've got the windows open today. Mm. So if you hear street noise and stuff like that, we are really hot here.
1: We're getting ready to have what looks like a giant storm. So I I hope we don't get knocked out or anything. Well,
0: we'll talk fast. Um, Yeah. So spoilers all the way through this. So what? Let's see dr strange has not my favorite facet of the mcu films i think it goes is i like ben benedict cumberbatch um i think that his wig and facial hair has always looked phony to me which it shouldn't uh because they have enough money to make that not look phony but it always looked phony and not so much in this film but in the first film his accent i found distracting because of course benedict is of course british and his american accent sort of sounded like a british guy you know sometimes on his r's it sounded a little like a british and whatever it's gotten better
1: let me can i interrupt for just one second because i just (laughs) just to stick on that point okay in the comics he's an american guy i think maybe from new york i don't know but this is one of these things where he it's a character who almost seems like he should be english to me i don't know why but I, I don't think it would made any difference if they just let him be English, right? Who Wouldn't cares? It I mean, you know?
0: I think that there would have been some diehard fans that would have yelled and screamed, but they yeah, watched maybe. it. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Again, that's a very small, nit- it's a, yeah, a little right nitpicky up thing, yeah. But um, just thinking with the global thing is like, you know, I've done my CGI spiel and rant, screed, whatever it is, many times. I'm not opposed to CGI, but because this is magic, because he's basically mad, he's a wizard, basically. Um, it, it, there's a lot of like yellow circles and beams of light and that stuff, I, we've just seen so much of it that it kind of, I find that it's a sort of a lazy, oh, here comes a big battle sequence. And now we're all going to make yellow discs and now we're opening. The portals are actually kind of cool the way they do that. But all of the like Shazamery and the big rune things, I'm just kind of (sighs) like. I don't know. Now, Iron Man is CGI. That's 100% CGI. But that doesn't bother me in the same way because they're 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 doing CGI to try and replicate something practical, you know, something physical, I should say. Um, I don't know. It's just like when we're talking about now there's a bad wizard. Now we're going into Dimension Z. Oh, no, wait, wait, this is the worst one ever. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, now we're going to an even worse one. And I think when you start to crack open the multiverse in a movie like this. Now, I love what Spider-Man has been doing with it. Love, love, love it. I love that they crack that open uh, to allow for more diverse casting and different angles and, and visions and experiences of Spider-Man. And I think that is super duper fun. And I thought that the latest Spider-Man movie, which we haven't talked about, which gets a little. Yeah, I've bit still different. not seen it. Yeah, I'm just waiting that, for Disney Plus. That has a lot of fun with. Or whatever Spider-Man. it'll be on. I yeah. guess I don't know if it's Sony, so I don't know. But this one, like the title says, the multiverse of madness is just everything goes almost right from the get go, and you're just like, "What is happening?" And I overall, I like I say, we've reviewed worse movies, uh, but but I was disappointed in this one because I felt like it was a little bit all over the place. It felt a little bit like a hot mess. That sometimes it just felt boring, which is not common in the Marvel Comics universe and with Uh,
1: Sam Raimi when do you think of Sam uh, Raimi as being boring you know I mean at least you know I I did
0: read something online that that the production was was challenged part of that was COVID and part of that was just changes they made midstream and they shot a bunch of stuff that they didn't use and I think I saw a clip of Benedict Cumberbatch and uh uh what's her name is it Elizabeth? Olson, what's who's the woman? Yeah, yeah, she's she's yeah. Uh, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and both of them were were commenting on how much the film changed in the process of shooting it, which you know the performances weren't a problem. It's just I think if you if you start doing that in a movie, it's it's kind of a recipe for this unfocused feeling at the end of being like now what what it just seems a little fuzzy like what they were really going for and I don't know that's my that's my top view disappointed
1: so to touch on what you just said there I didn't I didn't know that about the that maybe things had changed I I had read that there is you know people are talking because now after the Zack Snyder Justice League like people are going to say this with every movie but um, people are talking about the the Raimi cut of this that's supposed to be longer, you know, and blah, 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 all that. COVID, you know, they can't do anything about COVID. That's an unforeseen thing. But one of my pet peeves with these giant movies like this, we talked about probably the most famous one of these in recent years was Solo. But how yeah. do you get these $200 million, $300 million or whatever they spend how do you get to production and you don't know what you're doing on these how do they you know what i mean how how are you still well they do
0: they do know what they're doing but they change their minds halfway through yeah
1: and i don't understand how that happens it's
0: chris and phil knew what they were doing on solo in fact they were almost done shooting it they were practically (laughs) done shooting it and then Kazdan, either junior or senior or both, decided he didn't like what was what what they were getting, and he pulled rank, and mm-hmm. they got moved off the picture. And Ron Howard, not a hack, right? And Ron mm-hmm. Howard got brought in to basically do whatever Kazdan decided it needed to be, and mm-hmm. they reshot a ton of stuff, and they changed tone on a bunch of stuff, but they kept some stuff and that's Mm -hmm. a little bit why solo feels like it it feels like it's made of it's a patchwork of a couple of different cloths because i think that chris and phil have their own sensibility and you know kazdan howard have their own sensibility and they didn't reshoot everything but the stuff that was Chris and phil's has got that kind of quirky, funny, shoot-from-the-hip, surprising feeling of an ad-lib kind of, at you know, Mm fly-by-the-seat romance attitude that I thought was super fun in Solo. And the Kazdan stuff is, is, to me, is everything that takes itself deadly seriously. And I was like, did we need a deadly serious? I mean, we had Rogue One.
1: (laughs) Do we need it? Do they all have to be deadly serious? It's their kids' movies. It's Star Wars. Let's Mm -hmm. have some fun. But like i like i say i get you know apocalypse now a storm wipes out your sets and then you've got to change things because of that or jaws the shark doesn't work or whatever right but these movies where nothing is real it's all you know it's all computer generated right. tone the tone should all be figured out before right. you ever you know and right. I, I we've talked about this before but like all those conversations with those guys should have been okay. What's your style? Do you like to imp- improvise? Oh yeah, we like to improvise. We hate that. We're not going to hire you. You know, right. I mean, it just it makes no sense. To well, get, but again,
0: know. like on uh, solo cast, and didn't hire those actors. That was Chris and right. Phil. Yeah, and a great, great, great actors, in my opinion. You know.
1: Then you just say, okay, Lawrence, we're going to have you shoot the film. You know, he's a director. You know, he's. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to get too. Yeah, too far I don't, field on this yeah yeah but it was the same thing with ramey on this
0: i think that it, what this one smacked of is he shot it there is a ramey cut apparently and the studio was kind of like oh but numbers and uh focus groups and uh, uh, you know merchandising yeah. and we're coming back for COVID. we need to set up some other stuff and they started to second and third and quadruple guess it and instead of just like look you know, you hired Sam Raimi because Sam Raimi is great and proven and he's going to make a great movie and trust it. I mean, if the movie needs to be a little bit shorter. okay. but I think, again, this is just stuff I watched online. I think that some of the things were like, well, we didn't want elizabeth olsen's character to come off as too evil we wanted to make her redeemable and they so they started to kind of water this down and water that down you know i think they said yes ramey initially was like look if we're going to do this i want to take certain aspects of it real dark and they were like oh yeah, yeah yeah baby everything you want and then they're like oh yeah that's really dark buddy and so they you know what i mean so what Mm -hmm. you get is you get this kind of
1: that's the thing so watching this so going into it we saw the trailers and people were like oh this is going to be the first marvel horror film and we've got sam raimi for this and it's going to be cool and everything and i saw the trailers and i thought this just looks like every other marvel movie yeah but i thought at eh, sam raimi you know maybe it'll be cool and there were maybe a couple of minutes in this that i felt ah this feels a little bit like sam Raimi towards the end where there's a zombie uh dr strange and there's these demon things circling around him and going "Ah," you know making noises and stuff i was like okay that feels like army of darkness kind of you know uh and you have you know a couple of cameos with uh bruce campbell uh punching himself and it's like okay this is kind of a nod to the evil dead movies but other than that this felt so generic and could have been directed by anybody yeah um the only thing that i really thought about this movie that i thought was good was i thought elizabeth olsen's performance was really good sure but she felt like she was in a different movie from everybody else she's giving this heartfelt you know all through it she's crying and you know all this stuff and it 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 was you know somewhat of an an extension of the wandavision tv show and and one one uh review that i read from i was going through like because i thought like am i just wrong like am i you know I, (laughs) i it took me i'm not kidding four sittings to finish this because i would watch like a half an hour or so and i'd just be like i can't i gotta take a break from this and then i'd come back to it and like yesterday i started it up again and i thought i had like 20 minutes left and i had 54 minutes left and i was just like i don't know if i could do 54 more minutes you know but we talked about wandavision at the time that it aired and we both really liked it until you know the end where it just devolved into another marvel thing Boss but, fight. Uh, but but a review that I that I read on IMDb somebody was like I don't know if somebody who hadn't watched Wandavision would this is going to be meaningless to, to them and it's, all this emotion with these kids and stuff they're just gonna be like I don't know what you didn't any of
0: see is. Wandavision and she's like oh I gotta save my kids and you're like kids you know what I mean like if you didn't yeah. watch how many
1: episodes was it eight so if you yeah eight whatever yeah this like
0: entire that. TV string. That seems like a real math problem to me. Like there's no and they don't even it's a long movie. They don't even spend any time expositionally or flashbacky like setting that up. You just oh, I guess she has kids now. Did I was I did I fall asleep during one of the Avenger movies or what? You know, but but I you know, I didn't have as negative a response to this movie as you did it didn't i kind of to be honest i kind of hated this (laughs) i I watched it all in one sitting i I mean it it wasn't you know i I sat through kill and kill again that was hard yeah that's like do i have
1: to watch this (laughs) i will say when people you know in a hyperbolic way when people say you know movie x was the worst movie i've ever seen none of these movies are the worst movies that you've ever seen. They're technically, you know, I I say the only thing that is good about this is Elizabeth Olsen's performance, but like Benedict Cumberbatch is fine and the rest of the actors are fine. I think, you know, bad movies are yeah, the boom mic is, is in the shot and stuff like that. But on the other hand, there's no reason to me for, a 200 million dollar movie to not be better than this it's just the word that that comes to mind for me is soulless it just feels like right before we recorded i went to taco bell i don't go to taco bell a lot but i need to go to the grocery store and it's just like eh, i don't have anything that i feel like eating i'm going to go to taco bell you go to taco bell or mcdonald's or whatever you eat the food but this week, if somebody says to me, what did you do this week? I'm not going to say, wow, I went to Taco Bell and I had this great meal there. You know what I mean? And that's how these movies are getting to feel to me. They're just a product. And, you know, this made almost a billion dollars. So it's a product that is obviously a whole lot of people are happy with. Right. Um, but it's just there's I can't imagine. um You know, and we talk about CGI and everything. And I was thinking about other films like, um, you know, films that I've really liked in recent years. Uh, X Men Days of Future Past, that has a lot of CGI in it. I liked that movie. I enjoyed it. Or Logan, you know, or people crap on Prometheus a lot, but I think we both like Prometheus. There's a lot of CGI. So it's not like I'm opposed to these movies, but I can't imagine anybody in 20 or 30 years unless they saw this when they were five or 10 or whatever caring anything about these movies i mean they're just to get you to the next thing right they're just mass produced they're not right you know what i mean
0: i do and i think that uh, so i was i was really on board with the marvel universe cinematic universe that first 10 years there's a Mm -hmm. decade when they started starting with avengers and that's a huge slew of movies right marvel studios it's just marvel movies i mean they have created a studio that is a big hitter in the industry just on those comic book materials and making it all the same universe they're not all my favorite, but they did build up to the that big Thanos plot line there where the last, what, two movies, three movies? Two movies, I guess, were about everybody showing up in the same movie from Ant-Man to Hulk to Spider-Man, everybody, right? They got Guardians of the Galaxy. They got everybody in there. Big rock ending, and then they retired a number of characters, now that what they're there in what they call phase two or maybe even phase three i don't know where they are now because it all now just got diffused it's like everybody else they're like let's make some more movies because we're laying golden eggs and we're printing our own money i mean you can't say that you know that they're not doing that i mean they're they're making money but i'm just not I used to wait when another summer was coming around and another one of those I couldn't wait to go see one of those movies. And that, I mean, I watch them now because I'm into it and we I'm into movies and I'm a comic book guy, but I'm sort of not excited about it anymore. And I felt that way about the second Thor movie Thor World of Darkness or whatever. I was kind of, okay, what is it? What are we doing here? I haven't seen Love and Thunder yet, though. That Ragnarok, I, I really enjoyed Ragnarok I mean, was a lot of fun.
1: It has all the CGI stuff. It in
0: some chances. It. Yeah, but I mean yeah. it was it was silly fun. Mm-hmm. It was juvenile and corny, and it it got to showcase it didn't take itself too seriously. And that's what I loved about the Guardian of the Gallons Galaxies movies, too. Is is mostly just clowning? It's a bunch of clowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get to the end, and you care, and they have to beat the bad guy, and you think they're not going to make it, but they do, and hooray! It's still formulaic, but but most of the movie is just this screwball silliness, and I think that's perfect for a comic book movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that the screwball silliness in this film felt a little bit strained, although I loved Zochi. Uh, uh, what's her name? The who plays America? I don't know how to pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce the name. She was terrific, I thought I thought she was just yeah, absolutely I mean you know um, I thought it was really refreshing to see a new face um I thought there was a scene where they're sitting there getting some pizza and she gets to be the kind of snarky one that
1: out snarks <laughs> doctor Strange I thought that was really fun and there you know they had some chemistry you know so yeah. that, was, that
0: was fine and she is 16 years old and that's just a movie star right there Kim mm. loves her uh I thought she was great and there was some other stuff in this movie that I did think was fun he goes into one alternate reality and there's like I don't know they're not the Avengers they're the Illuminati right and it's a bunch of other Marvel characters Professor Xavier and it's Reed Richards and you know what I mean and I thought he wasn't there long and all of those people just get absolutely toasted by the Scarlet Witch in about 10 minutes. Did you freeze?
1: So you see Professor Xavier and I felt like, um, wow, I wish I were watching another X-Men movie. Cause I, I, I thought those for the most part, a couple of them are bad, but I really liked the, the X-Men films you know i thought they were and i was actually talking with a friend and about who's who's just like i'm totally burnt out on you know the marvel stuff and uh, she said i just happened to watch the first x men the one from 2000 that was really kind of the you know i mean iron man gets attributed to i mean it started up really this mcu stuff but kind of x men was kind of the first okay this new wave of um, of superhero stuff and she said it's really interesting to watch that now how little cgi and and that is and not to harp on the cgi stuff but like there's a scene in this where he's walking up a staircase you know it's like his his house but it's in the alternate universe so it's like all torn apart and everything and i could tell that It was the the you know they presumably were just CGI or not CGI but just green screen steps and they did a CGI staircase and it's like you can't build a staircase, you know. I mean it's it's like everything in this is is CG to where I I was just at the point where I was I was noticing like oh they're sitting in a chair and that's an actual chair, (laughs) you know what I mean? Even time and even times when. They're walking around in the city. Um, you could tell it was just a back lot. And and, and you know, in the I texted you about when we see him as the zombie Doctor Strange, the zombie makeup doesn't look good. And it's just like, what are they spending the money on with these films? I mean, I know the actors at this point are getting a lot of money, but it's just like, where does all this money go? Right. You know, because it's not even like you were, you know, we come back to this a lot. But you, how is it that that Dune can look pretty much photorealistic, and none of this stuff is real? You know these ships and everything. It's just, you know, you for me, you watch these things, and it just feels like you're watching a video game. Well, you know? and yeah. I just, it just, I just feel so unconnected to it. I think that I hope that thunder and stuff's not coming through because it's storming really bad. I
0: hear it a little bit, but it's not bad. Okay. Um, I think that Denny Villeneuve um, was really swinging for a home run with. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think he really cared and he was really hands on with it, and there was no guarantee that he was even going to get to finish the story. Uh, whereas Sam Raimi doesn't need this. Danny Villeneuve probably didn't need that either. But Sam Raimi doesn't need this. Sam Raimi's been doing a long time. Sam Raimi could retire 10 years ago and mm-hmm. Sam Raimi's be fine. Right? So I think they threw him a lot of money. Like, can't offer, you can't refuse money. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm guessing. And he's like, okay, well, I get to put Bruce in it. And they're like, fine. And I get to make it really dark and they're like, fine. Of course, they reneged on that, you know, mm-hmm. and and I just think it doesn't feel like would you be excited to make the second Doctor Strange movie? You know, like, oh, me, please let me make it. I mean, it's a big career opportunity, but it feels like, look, we have to make another Doctor Strange. Um, How are we going to make this good? OK, it's multiverse, so. It's even like he can already multiverse around like that's doctors. That's what made the first movie so stupid. It was just like, now we're going into planet zone. Y. now we're going into zone Z and you're like, there doesn't matter. There's like a zone double Z. It just gets crazier and crazier. The threat is so overwhelming. It's not the end of the world. It's the end of entire existence. And you're like, well, I can't get my head around that. Mm. how am I going to how are those stakes? I mean, we know he's going to win. We know Doctor Strange doesn't lose. So why do I care? You know? And this one felt like that, too. It's like multiverse. And then the, the, he reads the Book of the Dead. And then he's got like a third eye, which is supposed to mean something if you read the comics. Like the curse is still in him. I'm like, what? what? And that third eye on his forehead looks terrible, by the way. It looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, It looks like somebody on with a filter just pasted it looks terrible and i'm just kind of like what is happening but i did think it was cool that they brought i thought it was cool that they brought reed richards from the fantastic four in. i thought it was pretty cool that they brought the moon guy in um you know and 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 professor x is the first not who was the, the moon guy he's one of the i don't know if they're called the the Eternals or something that live on the dark side of the moon and he's the leader. Okay. He's the guy with a pitchfork on his forehead. Okay, yeah. Any sound he makes carries this and like, then she just took his mouth away. I thought that and was then kind of his head exploded. Too. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she just makes hamburger meat out of those guys the second she walks in. And I'm like, oh kind of wanted to kind of see them. You know, I liked uh I liked Captain uh
1: what did they call her? Um, oh, oh, Captain Britain or whatever she is. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. didn't. It was not Captain Britain, right? It was. But she's the British version. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's I fine. love her.
0: I love that character. And, you know, we saw that a little bit in What If? And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, I thought those elements of the movie were fun. I thought that the fact that this movie was like anything goes took the opportunity in a few places to have some fun with it. I thought him like we've said him coming back into the dead body of himself from another <laughs> like
1: mm-hmm.
0: awesome. I didn't like the execution of it. I think you're right. That the CGI looked really lazy and sloppy. Um, you know, and if they would had done some sort of a practical effect on uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, he would have had to act undead in a way. And he didn't, it was just, he was still all wearing the dots and they just did something different on him. And, it, it, it did give the feeling like this was a movie full of people who weren't really trying all that hard.
1: I, and I thought about that a good bit. I thought, you know, these guys like these directors like Ramey and Tim Burton, you know, who did some really great stuff in the 80s and 90s. I, I can't imagine, you know, that if you could sit down with them and have a drink and just be like, do you, you know, do you get to the, these movies get finished? And you're like, Wow we did a great job, you know, we nailed it or whatever. And I mean, I'm sure from the standpoint of, you know, they're working with these people and, and I'm sure nobody is just like, "Eh, who cares? We'll just, we're just going to do, you know, phone it in or whatever. I'm sure nobody is is like that. And I think we as film fans are looking at it, like from an art standpoint and an artist standpoint and, and think like, Wow, if we got an opportunity to do this, you know, we'd be so passionate about it and everything. And, and I'm sure there are, yeah, but a you of, wouldn't get passionate about the second Doctor Strange movie. Right. I'm saying the
0: property itself just feels like more sausage out of the mill. It's just a sequel.
1: There are a couple Was anybody
0: of anybody sitting around for the first one being like, well, I can't wait until they do the multiverse of madness.
1: No, there are, I mean, there, there are a couple of famous Beatles stories that, um, paul mccartney supposedly said uh he wanted a new swimming pool for his house and he sat down to you know write i don't know what song it was but he sat down to write something and he was like well i'm gonna write a new swimming pool today you know and and john lennon when he lived in england there was a guy who they like on his estate they discovered that a guy was like camping out like on his property you know and they found the guy and they brought him to the house and John was like you know come on inside and you know the guy hadn't eaten for a while and stuff so he he gave him some food and you know sat down and talked to the guy and the guy's asking him all these questions about different lyrics that really spoke to him and he was just like yeah sometimes the lyrics meant things and he said sometimes it just rhymed you know it didn't really mean it, you know, because it was this guy obviously had problems and felt like, you know, he was kind of like speaking. And he was like, we weren't always, you know, some of it was, it was just stuff, you know, because people would buy it or whatever. And, yeah. and I'm sure that yeah. with a guy like,
0: that would get kind of good. And then it was kind of like, oh, uh, well, mm. and it just felt like a letdown. I mean, I didn't. And Rainey, screen, you know, scream and rage that it was so terrible i just thought it was a disappointment
1: to not totally let Raimi off the hook and and you know you don't know at this level how much maybe you know they're getting interfered with with everything you know but he did spider-man 3 which sure. was pretty bad sure. um, i never saw the oz movie that he did i just thought it looked awful and you know i didn't watch it so it's not like he's doing a lot of great work these days but on the other hand you know we reviewed um uh drag me to hell drag me to hell uh which was you know sometime in the 2000s i forget exactly when that came out and that's a lot of fun and you know it feels very much but it's it probably cost 30 or 40 million dollars or whatever so it was just like yeah he was able to do probably you know there probably wasn't much meddling with that they're pretty just hey do whatever you want you know
0: and honestly um, if if he had been an independent filmmaker i mean sam raimi can't make a non-union film but it, he probably could have made that movie on one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. whether or not he would have gotten those exact actors or not he he probably could have made drag me to hell on 150 grand if he'd have made it as a completely non-unit independent movie it was not dependent on the effects or anything else it was just the story you know what i mean and i think that's what made it it was all his style and and taste and his writing and that's what made it such a delightful movie is it it was a relatively small undertaking that everybody committed hard into yeah
1: and you know he can do whatever he wants and 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 i'm sure sure there are some you know i i think about myself you know there haven't been a whole lot of times in my life that i have done work that i was incredibly passionate about now you know i haven't worked in really creative fields but you know it's just kind of like they pay you and and you know, and you you do your work or whatever. So, and I can imagine you know if somebody wanted to give me millions of dollars to do a movie that I wasn't particularly crazy about. I mean, I would I would jump at the chance sure. to do that. But uh, I do kind of like the filmmakers that uh, you know it's kind of like one for them and one for me. It would I would love to see Sam Raimi do some more. um I mean, he's doing he's just producing. He's not directing it. But there's going to be another Evil Dead um so you know he that he and bruce campbell are you know real involved with but uh and you know he did the, the the not army of darkness but the ash versus evil dead show so i mean you know the presumably that was something that he was into since that was his his creation and everything but i don't know it just uh i i uh, you you, you kind of wonder you know they they had that whole build up to the Avenger stuff and you know Thanos and all that stuff. And it's just can you continually be building towards some huge thing? You know, that that's one of the my real criticism of of this MCU stuff is it's it would be nice to have, you know, more self-contained stories, but also that are in a bigger story arc. You know, because you they've got the uh and I don't know what that's going to gonna be, but at the end, you know, the post-credit thing, you have Charlize Theron show up to open some portal or whatever. And right. I don't know what character she is. Maybe. I
0: don't either. And I, I have to tell you, I, I could care less. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, Charlize Theron shows up in like a purple suit and I'm like, pass. <laughs> I don't, I, I, And it's not that I don't like Charlize Theron or think she's a bad actress. I'm just like, I guess now next we'll have Tom Cruise in here. And now we're just. Now it's just everybody we can get for a cameo to do some baloney. Like we're now in these backwaters of, you know, part of it for me was. Part of the problem of the Avengers is quantifying. Different power levels, right? You've got Thor, who's like a god, basically. And then you've got thanos who's like a god who's got a glove that suppose allows him to do supposedly allows him to do anything so how are you going to stop thanos and then you've got the hulk who is kind of a he's a mutant but a made mutant but supposedly he's you know he fights thor and they're on equal footing okay then You got Iron Man, who's just got a really fancy piece of technology. But how is that any match? And yet in the movies, it somehow is. And then you've got Captain America, who's big. Ba- I mean, he's had a serum that's made him sort of superhuman. But like the Hulk superhuman? I can't be right. They can't all be of a level. And they got Hawkeye, who's a guy who shoots arrows. Mm-hmm. And Black Widow, who is a spy who knows great martial arts. I mean, they don't have any superpowers. Yeah. And then you go out in the galaxy and then there's all kinds of other species, you know, Thanos and the Chitari or whatever and all these people. And then, then you're like, oh, but meanwhile on Earth, we've got Doctor Strange who can open dimensional rifts and control time. I guess he lost the time stone or whatever, but you're kind of like, wait, what? So how come he can't just stop? I mean, he can literally go back in time. Why doesn't he just fix it Mm -hmm. where's he been this whole isn't he protecting the whatever they have the whole avengers without him i guess at the end they find him but i'm like where's he been there's been right they invaded new york in the first avengers movies where's dr strange he lives there he couldn't have helped out in some way it's just i know if you think about it too hard it falls apart right just like you keep introducing these characters like a new threat a new threat bigger than the other we've already done apocalyptic universe ending threats and this one's bigger Mm -hmm. it's gonna gonna bigger end the universe in a bigger end you're just kind of like i don't know you know i just you just get exhausted after a while oh yeah
1: and talking about introducing characters Uh, You know, so you talked about Reed Richards and um, I'm sure, you know, people that saw this opening night or saw preview screenings or whatever this, that it was like, yeah, it's Reed Richards, you know, and this is going to set up now the, you know, now Marvel has the rights to the Fantastic Four so they can do a Fantastic Four movie. And I loved, I mean, Fantastic Four was one of my favorite comics as a kid. I loved Fantastic Four. And, you know, always thought, I, I can always remember as a kid thinking, if they would ever do an X Men movie, that would be amazing. And I just always thought, oh, they're never going to be able to do that. It'd be impossible. And if they do a Fantastic Four movie, it would be amazing. And, you know, so far, the Fantastic Four has not been amazing. The movies have been bad. Uh, but, you know, it's like I say, I'm sure people in the theater cheered when they saw him and everything. And, I just didn't feel anything, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it's just, if they would, I think you could do a really great, you know, get a really visionary director and let them do their thing. And I think probably the closest that we've had to this, and, you know, I think I said before, I haven't seen the new one, but Taika Waititi doing Thor Ragnarok was definitely... It felt different. And I guess you could say the same thing with um, Guardians of the Galaxy with uh, Gunn, uh, James Gunn. So they let him, you know, kind of do his thing. But, you know, put a really kind of a visionary director on Fantastic Four and, you know, just say, we don't, it doesn't have to look like all of the other movies, but we are going to make Fantastic Four just really but i i just figure it'll be another generic thing you know i think there's a problem with fantastic four that is, mean, it, it would would definitely not be easy to adapt i mean that's you yeah, know that is
0: reed richards is the problem mm-hmm. it's just a stupid superpower he's yeah. plastic yeah it's kind plastic, of lame. man it's just the dumbest you know and in a comic he was a dorky genius nerd And so if he could reach under a door and unlock it from the other side, you were just kind of like, okay, we'll go with it. They got the rock guy. They got the fire guy. They got the invisible girl and they got the rubber guy. Mm -hmm. But on screen trying to take it seriously where somebody goes, it's just stupid. It's a stupid power that looks stupid when you try and realize, realize it off the pages of a comic book. And, you know, Wolverine, not stupid. Somehow blades coming out of his hands looks cool on screen and not it's not the performance although i think um i think um what's his face did a great job as wolverine i i just you know and john krasinski's a good actor um i don't have a problem with him i just think it's the it's the it's the power itself mm-hmm. is I'm like oh no we could do it with cj and it's just gonna look stupid it's just going to look stupid. So that's all you do. You, oh, you, we're falling. I'm going to form a parachute out of my mind. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean,
1: it works. I com- tried, yeah, they tried making
0: a couple of Fantastic Four movies. They sucked.
1: Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. They're, terrible. And, you know, Doctor Doom is an awesome villain, you know. <laughs> so you could do, he doesn't even have to be with the Fantastic Four, but put Doctor Doom in, you know, do it right. Um, you know because he's he's kind of darth vader you know yeah um but i don't know i i read uh a week or so ago and i'm i mean i'm sure they won't do it because they'll say he's too old or whatever and he's captain america but uh chris evans in an interview said he's like i'd play the human torch again you know if they'd let me he's like i'm 15 years older now or whatever but and you know he was Those movies were bad, but he was fine, you know. They wouldn't do Uh, that because
0: he's Captain America. That doesn't make sense, but... um, It would confuse people, I guess, but... You have said it in the past. Yeah. If they made a Secret Wars, I mean, if you're going to do multiverse and you're going to do Spider-Verse, I mean...
1: They... I can't
0: imagine, you know, that might be their plan. You could do do a trilogy of Secret Wars movies, and if you let somebody like uh, Taiki Waititi or james Gunn, or you really let someone off the leash with those james Mangold, you know that guy makes a good movie i, I waited logan is the, the just a rated r wolverine where he basically just takes people apart with those claws from the minute i saw that character on screen i have wanted him to lop arms off like he is a vicious vicious killer with those claws and they cut through mm. anything and until logan and those guys early in the movie it's i think it's the hook of the movie those guys jump them and are boosting the the wheels off of his limo that he drives and you know they shoot him in the chest with his shotgun and he just makes deli meat out of him. but i'm just like that's what i'm talking about with Wolverine, yeah green baby you know oh, yeah
1: yeah, secret wars. I mean, and and I'm sure it's you know, they have it planned for phase seven or whatever you know. Uh, but uh, cut to secret the chase, wars. I say. What's that? Cut to the chase. I say, let's just do it. Yeah, secret wars could. I don't know what they're waiting for. Secret wars. You don't have to set anything up. You put all the plant, uh, you know, all the superheroes on a planet, you know. And
0: now we've established the multiverse where it's like, oh, that's right. a different universe. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. That's like universe 6028 or whatever. They have numbers for them. Like some people are keeping track. I guess some people are. Earth 827, like, OK.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. that I mean, there's no way that they're not planning Secret Wars, but I'm sure they probably figure that they have to you know do an x-men movie you know and a fantastic four movie and all that before yeah. they can do secret the Wars,
0: problem so. with the x-men movies and even the days of future past and the original x-men like i enjoy those and james mcavoy and that and Fastbender, that whole cast i like that cast but once you've seen you know and he's, you saw it in this movie how old he is. But once you've seen the Professor Xavier as played by um, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, you're kind of like, you know, and it's nothing against James McAvoy, but you're like, we've well, we, we got, we got a Professor X, you know, so you're going to cast some other, probably James McAvoy again, some young, bald guy. Mm hmm. And it's just not, I don't know, just not the same. Yeah. You can have another Wolverine, you're going to do something. Because Hugh Jackman's done. He's like, I, I can't get in that kind of shape anymore. It's, it's right so hard.
1: And that's, you know, we've talked about this a lot. And this is, you know, one of my big pet peeves with these. is, And it's just for them to have more movies. But before they can do Secret Wars, they're going to have to do a, you know, like I say, an X-Men solo movie, which everybody knows who the X-Men are at this point. And, you know, they're going to do a Fantastic Four origin movie. But like you said, it's a guy, a stretch guy, you know, a rubber guy, a rock man, an invisible woman and a guy who turns into flames. You don't have to introduce them. Right. <laughs> you could put right. them in another movie. Right. You don't have to. You know what I mean? It's just and like they also not... kind of
0: feel like so the human torch is iconic, just like Iceman is iconic. It's a, mm-hmm. a primordial thing. Right. The rock guy. Isn't that just a poor man's Hulk? i mean what he's big and pretty invulnerable and really strong you know we got that guy he's green he's already cooler than you are the invisible girl you could have some fun with that that could be fun we don't have an invisible character per se but that's it that's all she does she doesn't camouflage i mean mystique kind of she can make herself look the same color as the wall so what's the difference she's effectively invisible
1: and you know, when Stan Lee and these other guys were coming up with these characters, they were just trying to sell comics each month. Sure. You know, in in you know, in hindsight, they would probably say something different, but they didn't know that anybody would care about these characters in 50 or 60 or 75 years or whatever. You know, the, the comics were printed on newsprint. They weren't, you know, you, they were meant to be read and you throw them away, you know. So they weren't, you know, like you you said it exactly, it's like. Well, we've got, and I don't know which was uh, the Hulk came along first, or I, I think Fantastic Four was later, but it's like, well, we got the guy who turns green, let's have a guy who's orange, you know. It's like I was reading a thing the other day, and uh uh it was like some thing that I saw on Instagram, and it was the vulture from uh Spider-Man. And um this guy was like, you know, why would you have a bird costume? And, uh, you know, you would color it green. That doesn't make any sense. And it's just, and somebody was just like, because it looked good on the page. They weren't like putting logic into this. You know, it was an old right. guy dressed up as a bird. You know?
0: Well, again, in in a, in a 25 cent or 10 cent or whatever they call it at the time, newspaper print comic book, it was just, it was like the kid next to you in class who was a really good doodler. You'd be like, oh, cool. Like, it's just... Your brain doesn't care about logic when you're reading that pulp. You're just like, oh, that's that's really cool. And I got really into it, too, because it's not, you know, you're just like, of course, they're trying to save the universe, of course. You know that you don't hold it to real word stand, but when you put person people in a costume and then you film them you know, making a stand for what they believe in. It's just, you know, making it three-dimensional. Hell, even making it animated two-dimensional in a cartoon changes it sometimes. Like Plastic Man, the Fantastic Four worked okay in cartoon form because mm-hmm. it was fine being corny. Um, But these movies while they're willing to be silly sometimes they don't like to be corny they don't they want you to say these are real characters and we don't want them to
1: die and we don't want other people to die you know what i mean i think like a fantastic 4 and you know they're not going to want to do this because they want it to all be in the same universe and all that kind of thing but i think you'd do a fantastic 4 like Venture Brothers, basically. And I think you have it take place in the 60s and, and, oh, I you know, love that. lean I into that, that. Yeah. Lean yes. into that kind of kitschiness and make it very. <laughs> there is. There's a Reed Richards character in. Yeah. That yeah yeah the and the invisible mother, girl that you can feel <laughs> and the invisible girl that it's terrifying because you could see her organs and everything yeah she yeah. Just,
0: she turns invisible in layers right and and he's a really controlling and i think that's the voice of uh stephen colbert isn't it does her i think her so voice. yeah it's just he's got the pipe and he's like honey did i say so i think the,
1: you 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 do a you do a 60s version of the fantastic because that's when they started out yeah and you have it be very um you know it's pre-watergate when people trusted institutions and everything and it's reed richards is the smartest guy in the you know what i mean you could do yeah. a really fun yeah thing with it but they're not going to do that they're going to have it take the other place thing i remember
0: from the, the fantastic four is they they struggled with a lot or at least the the rock carry. I don't even know what he's called. The thing. The thing.
1: Ben, Ben Grimm, the thing.
0: What, what he struggled with was everybody treating him like a freak. You know, mm-hmm. it was a Frankenstein complex because people were terrified of him, you know? And I think that, that, that fit right into that sixties idea too, of like, Oh, the commies, the other, you know, the alien that they don't hold our normal ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, like just cause I look different or, have different abilities doesn't make me a freak and i felt like that ran through the fantastic four like why are we helping these people they would kill us you know if they wouldn't be held accountable for it because we're different right and there was a real bitterness to it that i think chimed with the 60s too is this sort of fear of the other Mm -hmm. um and willfully blind to corruption within Anyway, we're not talking about Doctor Strange anymore. Let's sure. let's wrap this up. So, yeah. um, I mean, so would you recommend it
1: to you know uh, people that are really into the Marvel movies? You know, I I I think I just you know, and I'm a lifelong comic fan. I still read comics, but I just increasingly i just feel like these movies are not for me um so if you're really into you know marvel um the mcu then sure if you haven't seen it you know you might like it but to anybody else i you know i can't imagine enjoying it too much
0: the people who are gonna see it no matter what we say are gonna see it no matter what we say yeah If you've already sat through and listened to all these spoilers, you've probably already seen it, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have your own opinions about it. Like, you hated it. I I didn't feel that strongly about it, but I found it disappointing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try and convince you not to go see this movie or watch it on Disney if you have Disney. But, you know, I didn't particularly love the first one of the Doctor
1: Strange. and I didn't think it was amazing or anything. I thought it was better than this. and and i didn't
0: particularly like this one
1: either Uh, yeah
0: there were moments of fun and and there's good things i can say about it but overall it was really long and at the end i was kind of like i felt sort of tired and not relieved but
1: a little exhausted like wow you know what though is funny the very last (laughs) so there's two post-credit things in the very last so they set up this gag where bruce campbell Doctor Strange does a, a a spell on him where he's punching himself over and over again. So the very last thing is Bruce Campbell and he's punching himself, and then it's like
0: his spell wears and he
1: off and he goes, That's the end, or it's over or it's something. It's over. Like yeah. And I thought <laughs> that's how I, I was, I was <laughs> like, this is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean that's very and so i almost and felt... the fact that they put that in the movie you're like so you
0: know it's a slog
1: yeah like, i almost dude, wondered if you Bruce... know that yeah. this
0: movie is like two and a half hours of you punching yourself in the face without being yeah. able to stop it
1: it felt like that's what sam Raimi was saying you know that it was i don't know so yeah that was how i kind of felt it's a good analogy that it felt like you're being punched in the face over i mean it's not that bad i mean it's just it was just so lazy to me and so but i it, i mean this is a movie that's about like a four or a five yeah to me, you know
0: well and it makes me think uh, it makes me think of the star wars prequels and and how the expectation everybody was super excited for them and then they felt so disappointing mm-hmm. are they the worst movies ever made of course not are there good things in those movies yep but I just you know, felt watching it went into them wanting more than they got. And I think I went into this wanting more than I got
1: with the, you know what I thought of, some, and I don't want to stretch this out too long, but what I thought of some is we watched uh, not long ago, we watched the frighteners yeah. and I thought, you know, you could, you know, and you could have let Sam Raimi do this. You could have done a really cool, spooky You know, still have it be kid friendly, but you could have done a really cool PG-13, you know, horror-ish comic book thing with a lot of neat, spooky stuff in it. Absolutely.
0: Multiverse of Madness sets up a gothic chiller, you know, and I thought there was one where... There's one scene where America, like, blows her star-shaped hole open in reality. And
1: to so where them they're going through, through all it, the different universes. All the
0: different so, That was neat. And I thought, that's really cool. Yeah. Some of them are very Marvel comics. Like, there's these giant figures that are like, raw. And you're like, what is that? And then one of them, they're paint. And one mm-hmm. of them, they're... I mean, it really it really plays with this idea of like, and, and that America, the America character says, Oh, you don't want to be in that dimension. That dimension sucks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And, and they have some fun with it. And I thought that was about 15 seconds. uh, You could have had a lot more fun with that. And you could have had a lot more fun with the book of the dead. And, you know, the, the, the the parts that were fun could have been a much bigger part of the movie and I'll I'm I'll check out the Raimi cut, but I mean, you know, you talk about the Zack Snyder cut. I didn't think it was better than the you know what I mean? Like I, I thought it was still a boring, exhausting movie. It was probably better than the one the studio released, but it wasn't like now that one was great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, we covered it too and and did, but I I thought of that film watching this because other than the fact that it it's not as dour as those you know they they have some humor in it whereas those those snyder movies are like just so dour um but i just kept thinking you know people love these marvel movies and most of the same problems that i had with that with the Zack snyder films i had with this where it's just everything cg and it doesn't look good you know yeah so I'm beating a dead, a dead horse, I guess. But
0: This horse is dead. Chris and Chris Talk Movies at gmail.com. That's our handle. We are on the socials. You can like and subscribe. That would be nice. We'd love that. You can smash that subscribe button. And you can smash the like button too. Smash
1: them both.
0: And you can leave us a comment or a suggestion. If you disagree, please be nice and tell us why you disagree. And don't call us names hurts our tender feelings it
1: does um what are we doing next time buddy so i thought i was going to watch it last night and that fell through but um we had talked about another multiverse movie maybe better i hope which you have seen which i have not yet better uh everything everywhere all at once so that's what i
0: would everywhere all at once please let's do that one again i okay. will watch it again cuz i can it's now rentable right I yeah. saw it in the theater, but if I can rent it, I will watch it again. Yeah, I think you get it for like three bucks on Amazon or whatever. So. Yeah, it's enough movie to to watch. This. Now, I'll warn you ahead of time, That's a long film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot and there's a lot going on,
1: but there's a whole lot to talk about. I'm excited. I think we should. I, do that. I have not heard anyone uh, either, you know, stuff I've seen online from people or other podcasts that I listen to or. Um, I was driving back from Columbus, Ohio the other night and I was listening to some XM show and these two guys on there were like, that's the best movie I've seen this year. I, I haven't yeah. heard anybody say like, yeah. I don't like it. You know. Well,
0: I want to leaven it just to, um, a bit because I hate when I go in to watch the best movie everyone's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absurd. Uh, it's an absurd standard to hold a movie to, but there is a lot to talk about and i did i really admire the film and i think that you're going to enjoy it too whether or not it's the best movie blah blah
1: blah blah there's a lot going on i don't it, think i go into anything anymore yeah. with you know too high of expectations yeah. uh these days not that you know there're plenty of things i'll go in and you know i'll be like oh that was great you know but so yeah i'm i'm excited Try and
0: calibrate your expectations, clean your palate somehow and just go into it with open eyes because it it was a lot. There was a lot of stuff that I didn't expect and was different than I expected and uh, enough so that I want to watch it again based on what I had heard other people talking about. Oh, it's great. I'm just like, I I wish that I had this was one that I had seen like, hey, watch this movie and let me know what you think. Okay, you know, and, and, and completely blank because, you know, people like it and they like it for reasons. Mm-hmm. it might be different than you expect it is long <laughs> and we're getting old so plan for that sure and uh it got a laugh so it's organized in acts mm-hmm. and uh, the first one is uh everything and then the second act is everywhere and when we watch the first title card says everything and you're like okay and we watch all this thing and you forget about it and then there's a second title card that says Everywhere, and they got a laugh in the audience because it had taken so long. <laughs> You're just like, This is the second act? Like, I thought this. So, that's not to say. It's bad. I've just, you know, there's a lot to take in in this movie.
1: Nice. Well, I am. Let's I'm do that for next it. time. All right. Terrence, why don't you go watch it as well? Yeah, if you've not
0: watched it, I don't it know first. why I'm doing this voice, but I am. So, this is great. Good conversation. We ripped Doctor Strange a new one. I
1: always feel a little bad when we're negative about a movie because we're,
0: we're gonna make a movie. I'm like Yeah, oh, I was thinking the same thing because I, I don't
1: ever, you know, I know I don't know because I haven't made one, but you know, I I have some understanding of I've said this a lot of times on the show that it's almost a miracle in my mind that that films even come out you know like this where it's again this is not an incompetent movie or anything you know it just no uh, so You're yeah i feel bad standards and how
0: many hundreds of millions of dollars did it cost right so i mean you go into it saying yeah okay marvel like even if i only hold it to the standard of all the other marvel movies right i might say I mean, you know, I didn't like it as much as Thor Ragnarok. So if you're like ranking only things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would put this pretty low, actually. Mm -hmm. And how many of them are there? There's got to be 30 movies. I don't know. I don't know how many movies they've made. But if we only compare it to those movies, (laughs) Multiverse of Madness is, is pretty low on my list. Whereas into the spider-verse is pretty high on my list right i mean i could tick off the ones that i think are like i think the first guardians of the galaxy is pretty high on the
1: list you know i know i'm i'm sure in the minority on this but i would rather just watch a good animated film i love so into the spider-verse that's the animated one right that's i loved that i thought it was was great. great wasn't it you know um but, you know, again, who am I? These movies make a billion dollars of war. so they're doing something right.
0: Well, who are you? You're Chris Huddleston. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> a guy with a podcast.
1: <laughs> you're, that you're nobody else does Your opinion that. like
0: everybody else. <laughs> everybody else on the internet. Nobody listens to this.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway. Sorry, listen. All right, uh, you listen to it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. That's it. That's it, folks. That's all. Uh, enjoy. I hope you're enjoying your summer i am and uh hey i'm thinking about doing a couple of other screenings of the film festival maybe a best of oh um in the autumn and maybe a special horror screening or even a weekend of a couple of screens where we get some stuff that i didn't include because it was too scary and and rehash some some fan favorites is there any chance i could entice you back up here
1: it's possible yeah possibility i definitely i had a great time so
0: yeah, it's a, it's a, it's fun. and it, it would be less hectic. It wouldn't be everything everywhere all at once. It would just be, you know, one screening or two screenings
1: over a some more spaced up. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to go back up sooner rather than later. I just wish it were closer. That's the only Yeah,
0: downside. Well, maybe we could get you a plane ticket or something and fly you into Bradley and then you could just use our car. And I don't know. We'll figure it out. We don't need it. Okay. It's on the air as it were. Okay, folks, thanks for listening and watching on the podcast. And we will talk to you next week, baby.